Hello? Hey, Trav, it's Will. Oh, what's up, bro? Not much, man. I'm just trying to figure out our, our tune casting here for the next week, and uh, it looks like there's a holiday on the schedule. Oh, yeah, for sure, bro. That's important, man. I got a curveball for you. I think we need to do this episode of Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Do you remember the cartoon? For sure, dude. Spider-Man, Iceman, Firestar, oh, Stan Lee pops in every once in a while to scare the shit out of you. Two mutants and a Spider-Man hanging out in college, busting crime. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, it may not sound very horrific, but I think I found an episode that will be perfect for Halloween. Dude, if you picked it, I know it's going to be good. I know it. I picked it from a cartoon garden, and I'm ready to serve it up. Man, let's give it to him. All right, boys and girls, get ready for an action-packed hour with your friends Will and Travis. It's the Days Past I am Count Will. Oh, and I am Count Travis. And on this podcast, we have adult conversations about... Yesterday's animations. Welcome, guys. Guess what? Halloween. Just a couple days away here. Yeah. And uh, we've covered psychedelic existential horror with Gumby. Yes. We've covered horror comedy with our good pals, the real Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. And now we're here today with the spideriest man that ever did Isn't live. Ever spider. Ever spider to spider. Uh-huh. Spider-Man. 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 I am Spider-Man. Spider-Man. The one and only Spider-Man. And with that, we are covering the classic monsters. It's not even horror at this point because no. these are not scary monsters just uh -uh. to think of for me. Yeah. <laughs> like werewolves. The Wolfman, a strange and mysterious story packed with intrigue and horror. Vampires. This is the story of Dracula, a creature who destroys all whom he touches. Frankenstein's monsters. It's alive! They're classics. They are classic universal monsters. Uh -huh. I would say universal isn't like one size fits all. Everybody gets it, and they're not that scary. Right. But the episode we're covering today is also basically an unofficial sequel to the Spider-Woman episode yeah. we covered uh, almost two years ago. Yeah, we're talking about 1979 through 1980s Spider-Woman, episode 10, which is entitled Dracula's Revenge. Which I highly suggest watching, listening to us talk about it and or just watching the episode. <laughs> yes. Spider-Woman versus three monsters who can turn everybody into themselves. Frankenstein's monster included <laughs> with either eye bolts or finger bolts or bolt bolts. It's a trip, man. It really it's is. The, I can't wait till we get back to that one because I'd like to redo it. That's yeah, like right. my favorite cartoon. Because this one features Dracula, a wolf, werewolf creature, uh -huh. and something resembling Frankenstein. <laughs> Now, this episode of Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, because it's not just Spider-Man. We've got Iceman. Yeah. We've got Firestar. Yeah. In trying to find the scariest Spider-Man that we could find. This one came up with two titles. It is the episode So Nice. <laughs> Somewhere in production, they changed the name. And, and now it has two titles. So let's get to those titles. And let's get to that. <laughs> the plot. Spider-Man and his amazing friends. 
Season 3, Episode 2. Originally broadcast September 24th, 1983. Entitled, The Transylvanian Connection. Or, The Bride of Dracula. When Firestar, in her civilian identity as Angelica Jones, suspiciously leaves the university spring dance with a handsome stranger, Spider-Man and Iceman follow her all the way to the airport in time to watch her leave in the stranger's jet. Their destination? Transylvania! And the stranger's true identity? Dracula, who intends to make the hypnotized Firestar his bride. Spidey and Iceman hitch a ride on a Transylvania-bound plane and infiltrate Dracula's castle, only to be confronted by a robotic Frankenstein, the monstrous wolf thing, and the now-hostile Firestar. Spider-Man manages to break Dracula's hold on her by bringing up the most important people and things in her life, allowing the Spider-Friends to finally regroup and send the Monster Squad packing. Two titles, no idea why between it being released in 1983 and it, I think, coming out on tape. I guess that always stuck in somebody's craw. Like some producer was like, I I just don't like this name, the Transylvanian Connection. People won't get it. Uh, Travis, do you have a preference of one or the other? Um, You know what? Nah, I'll go with The Bride of Dracula. Okay, I was going to say, don't be... more towards The Bride of Drac. I was going to say, you got to make a hard choice on this one. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm, I will then, uh, by default, take the opposite and okay. say The Transylvanian Connection is the correct title. Okay. Being as that it was the original one. Okay. Yeah, all right. Enemies. Yeah, no doubt. Established. Sworn. Sworn. Yes. This episode starts off with something that I'm not sure still exists. I'd love to know if it does. Uh, college dances. Yeah. It seems like something. We've covered dances pretty extensively in yeah. high school uh-huh. and middle school in our uh, recent Thundercats episode. <laughs> yeah. And that in its own horror. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> It was just an anxiety walk <laughs> down halls of fear. But this just seems like a 1950s thing to me. It does. Much like the monsters included in this episode, it just seems like something that college students would not show up for. And it doesn't help with the music either. <laughs> no, the music is is insane. It is just like it would be very hard to dance to. It's very fast, big band disco that's just jarring. Yeah. <laughs> Part of the setup of the show is that these three heroes, Spider-Man, Firestar, and Iceman, are all in college at ESU, Eastern State University, my favorite university and Uh my favorite state, Eastern. And they, I really wish they would just approach it like, because that's a that's kind of a strong setup if you think about it. College students, and they, they just don't really take advantage of that very much. I'd love to see like a super powered animal house uh-huh. where they're at the dance and then somebody spikes the punch and they get blamed for it and they're put on probation and they find out that, oh man, the Dean is actually a vampire controlled by Dracula. This year, we're going to grab the bull by the balls and kick those punks off campus. That is not what happens, oh, okay. but I wish they would follow that down. Like, just like Spider-Man's just drunk and he's, that's what I want to see with spider college students. Yeah, a hazing incident gone oh, wrong. Oh man, Iceman accidentally froze somebody's arm off in hazing. In a trunk. Yes. <laughs> Sadly, that is not what we got, but we got something almost as scary. Yeah, I think so. Now, Peter and Bobby, who are Spider-Man and Iceman, yeah. respectively, Peter Parker and Bobby Drake, Ooh. Bobby Drake, are at the dance in their very 1970s looking suits, I would say. Yellow and browns. Yeah, these are a couple nerds. These are a couple nerds right here. <laughs> the frills. They're only missing the frills. I didn't see any frills on there. They're hanging with Angelica Jones, Firestar, and they're right in front of her 
arguing over who gets to dance with her. Yeah. In a way that almost seems like she's a toy. It's aggressive. It's very aggressive, and it's a weird relationship because they're all friends. Yeah. They're, so, well, they're amazing friends, really. They're amazing spider friends. Too late, Webhead. Angelica promised this dance to me. Back off, lizard breath. I asked her first. The heck you did? Tell him who gets this dance, Angelica. Yeah, Angelica. Tell him. Have you ever had a spider friend that you did this to? It seems like a weird relationship to have where you and your friend have another friend that you actively and aggressively argue about the possession of yeah. in front of them. Uh-huh. It is very uh, non-progressive. I would say it's regressive. It's yeah. actually set us back. I've been made more sexist by watching yes. this interchange, yeah. I think. It's just a very weird, I guess this is just, I mean, especially for entertainment on television, uh-huh. this was typical at the time, but do people operate this way? No, I'm going to date her. No, I'm going to date her. She's mine. She's mine, bro, even though we hang out and study together. We will battle to death. I, man, they're arguing about her pretty much the whole episode. Yeah. But they're also strangely possessive of her as a couple of dudes. It's like, hey, nobody but you or me gets to argue over whether we dance with her. Yeah. Especially not this interloper. I'm clubbing her and taking her to my village. Great work, Bug Brain. Now you've driven her into the arms of another man. That's right. Blame me. I just did. And Firestar is the most powerful character on the show. I think Iceman comes close, but when you control microwaves, which is what Firestar's powers officially are. Yeah. Nerds. Unite with me (laughs) on this. It's the truth. Because I read comics. I read the comics for the podcast. Yeah. Most powerful character, probably. And yet, she is just reduced to being hypnotized, kidnapped. Damsel in distress. Damsel in distress. She's put into a coffin at some point. Yes. She's made to fight her shitty spider friends, Uh the shittiest spider friends, who are arguing over who owns her, basically. And then she passes out when she's confronted with an emotional struggle. Uh Uh-huh. lady is just not served at all. No. And nobody gives her a choice at all. Like, the spider guys are fighting over her. Dracula lies. He he withholds. This is a lie. If you don't tell somebody you're a vampire, you don't have to tell everybody. Yeah. But if you're trying to enter into a relationship, you, you, got, you have to disclose yeah. sooner than later. By the way, I am a vampire. I am an ancient vampire. I am, in fact, the most famous vampire, uh-huh. in case you didn't notice. <laughs> it gets no realer than me. I am the most I famous. I am the, I'm the vampire. Yeah. I'm the most vampire of vampires. <laughs> and at the end of the episode, after they go through this whole thing where, you know, Dracula's kidnapped her uh-huh. and all this shit that they've already dealt with, I would hope that they would learn some lesson of this man just like actualized and physicalized what we were arguing about, which is the ownership of a person. Yeah. We're talking about how like who whose dance is she? This guy actually kidnapped her and removed her like an item and moved her across countries. On a jet. At the end, they get somehow back to the dance in the same night. Yeah. Unless they're holding a repeat of the dance because three people left it or whatever. But they get back from Transylvania in the same night and when another guy starts dancing with her, they physically remove her from the dance. Yeah. Like two fathers just, <laughs> like, I don't know, like a father and uncle saying, oh, no, this ain't happening. They're chaperones at this point. Pardon me, fella. Am I if we cut in? I wish they would have cut over and it's like the creature from the Black Lagoon, just like in a tuxedo, oh, clearly yeah. just like dripping water all over the place. I'm like, I don't know. I don't think she should be dancing with this guy. <laughs> I got a bad feeling about this. And I think, I think there are plenty of people of all walks of life yeah. who, if you told them you were a vampire and you just owned up to it and you let them make the decision. They'd probably still talk to you. Their decision would probably be, let's go. 
Yeah. Let's get married. Let's get vampire married or yeah. whatever. Or at least let's let's vampire go on a date. Yeah, yeah, everyone's everyone's with it today, man. I mean vampires are, you know, pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. And they're sexy. Yeah. <laughs> but in, I mean she kind of almost says this at the end because Dracula or whoever it ends up being, right. once he comes out of his Dracula attack, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happens to this uh-huh. guy. He doesn't remember anything, including her identity. And she's not happy. And she said, gosh, men wrote this. She says, A girl wants a man to find her unforgettable. I was just taken, like the movie, <laughs> taken, yeah. to Eastern Europe and held up in a castle by a man. But I'm sad that he doesn't remember me. So I think she was into the vampire stuff. 100%, man. Vampires are sexy. Yes. They are, v- vampires are V-sexy. Uh-huh. They are, are you sexy or are you V-sexy? Vampire sexy. <laughs> when they say that someone's V-sexy, they're actually saying that person is as sexy as a vampire. Okay. Yeah. Beyond human abilities <laughs> yeah. to be sexy. And when we first meet Dracula, he really is like he's like John Hamm. Yeah. Like oh, yeah, he looks like sure. a John Hamm type where he's just like a dark haired, like because he's transformed himself physically into not Dr- maybe it's like what Dracula looked like before he was turned into a vampire. Yeah. Which he already just kind of looks like a jaundiced or like color lacking man yeah. with weird eyes and some fangs and stuff. The main change is that he changes into a cape when he turns into Dracula. Right. <laughs> but yeah, it's like this handsome man who who has this accent. Forgive me. I had to be alone with you. You are the woman I have been seeking for centuries. I come from a great distance, but being with you has made the long journey worthwhile. Oh, you sure know what to say to a girl. They are just, they're homewreckers, vampires. They are. Because have you ever heard of someone being turned, one person in a couple being turned into a vampire and the other one sticks around? Oh, no. No. That's one of the leading <laughs> causes of divorce in this country is someone was turned into a vampire. They are they are the ultimate homewrecker. They ruin homes and yeah. families. <laughs> entire lines, entire bloodlines, I would say. Dracula is, uh, I, historically and especially here, he's a pickup artist. Oh, yeah. And if you hear the Transylvanian accent on anyone, so especially someone who shows a lot of interest in you, yeah. doesn't mean don't go out with them. Just show a little, like, automatic security check. Like, you should raise the red flag about halfway up. Yeah, go ahead and, go ahead and find someone to tell that you're going to be a you, particular place. If you're not already doing this as <laughs> yes. a common practice, I <laughs> yeah. would say do that because yeah. it's just a precaution. Uh-huh. Like, maybe go to an Italian food restaurant just in case. Like, the garlic, maybe. You can see what Ooh, might happen. smart, yeah. Take him to church or just wear your church. favorite— your, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Wear your favorite cross necklace or something just in case. If, you, yeah. if there's so a Transylvanian person is hitting on you— It's a simple fix. And if they're not, great. Well, then they're not. They're not reacting to your shit. But if they are, that might just, you know, cue them to bring it up. Right. (laughs) Oh, I uh, cannot go to this church. Go go to Carnival Funhouse with a house of mirrors, you know? Do that. (laughs) See if you see I would love to see a sitcom where you're trying to figure out if your date is a vampire. Actually, that's a great dating show. Next, the house and of mirrors. And it's always a vampire. Yeah, it's right. the thing. Yeah, every time. <laughs> I thought it wasn't this time, but it was. You got me again. This whole thing is predicated. I mean, look, it's a superhero cartoon in 1983, so you're not getting deep anything. Never would. Yeah. Never even would dream to. 
I do think it's crazy that Dracula has infiltrated a college dance uh -huh. in 1983 yeah. in America, coming from Transylvania. He flew over here on a private jet, and he apparently does not know that Angelica is Firestar. So he chose at random. He was drawn to, I guess, a woman of power at the end of the day. Yeah. He happened to choose the school where three superheroes are students yeah. and hang out as spider friends. Maybe he just wanted like a red-blooded American woman. I don't yeah. know. He's just like, they make him different over there, you know? That's right. why I got to go over there, find my bride that I'll hypnotize into doing whatever. But it's such a, because later when he finds out that it's Firestar, he's not afraid of the fact that she can create sunlight or whatever. Yeah. He's like, oh, great. We'll rule the whole universe together. So, my bride-to-be is the famous Firestar. This is magnificent. Together we shall rule over the chill of the night. And together we shall rule the universe as husband and wife. <laughs> Which uh, seems weird because Dracula seems like a local guy. Yeah, he's he, regional for sure. Yeah, like he sticks to, <laughs> I just want to be in charge of my castle and maybe like a hundred people. <laughs> it was only Louisiana. <laughs> I would say if Dracula lived in any state in the United States, it would probably be Louisiana. Yeah. And be a corrupt politician and it yep. would be enjoyable to uh, watch that show. Yeah. <laughs> he just chose at random a powerful mutant superhero. I don't think... Being 35 now, I don't think as a 500-year-old vampire, I would be itching to hang out for eternity with a college chick, yeah. a college anybody. Uh -uh. I mean, I almost want him to have, like, stalked her on social media or something. Yeah. Just like, like, why did he choose this woman out of all the ladies in the world? Right. They, it's like, I saw a picture of her on their site. and then I, I saw went to, her selfie. Yes, I saw her Instagram story. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> He finds everything funny, this Dracula. And Transylvania in this cartoon, and I guess in this world, is a known exporter of vampires. Yeah. That is one of their top exports, yeah. it seems like, because when Spider-Man tells Iceman where their plane is heading. What'd you find out? Where's he taking her? Hang on to your ice cubes, old buddy. It's Transylvania. Transylvania? Where all the vampires come from? You got it. You mean the place where all the vampires come from? Which means either vampires are just like, yeah, that's where they come from. Uh -huh. Or he's a fucking idiot, which like they're both super nerds. And if he is dumb, that's the worst kind of nerd is a dumb nerd. One of the pilots on this plane that's going to Transylvania or at least passing over it, all these crazy things have happened on the flight as yeah. a result of these superheroes having a secret fight with another jet that has Dracula on it. And they blame it on, they're like, oh, well, we're over Transylvania, so of course these crazy things are happening. It's the Bermuda Triangle of, of lands, I guess. Yeah, yeah. but they, <laughs> like, they say that with no irony, no joke. They're uh -huh. like, oh, look where we are. It's fact. But yeah. like, it's in the air. These crazy yeah. vampires. <laughs> it's, just, it's like we gave vampires eventually, like as an oppressed people, we said, look, we've been hunting you for a long time. We'll give you your own country. Uh -huh. Here it is. You have a UN representative. You will import and export one thing and one thing only. Vampires. 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 Sexy vampires. <laughs> <laughs> and that makes me like, are there other nations that we associate with um, like a monster goes to this country? Transylvania is a real place. Wolfman, I could make it anything. American, Eastern European, German. True. I could do anything there. Yeah. I wish we would give nations to these monsters. Well, I mean, we could do that. But is it? I think it'd be separatism, though. Like, it would feel like we're just trying to seal them away somewhere. Mm, like, all the Sasquatches, true. you get Canada. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so you're into this. Yeah, I'm You're into, into segregation. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> you couldn't jump on it fast enough.
we've mentioned the Wolfman. Yes. We've mentioned the Frankenstein. Mm. <laughs> Known Frankenstein. <laughs> the suspect was a Frankenstein male <laughs> seen fleeing. The <laughs> Wolfman and Frankenstein are in this in some form. Uh, Wolfman is called Wolf Thing. Yes. For some reason. He, dri- he, dri- he drives limousines. Yes. <laughs> that That is where I entered this cartoon fully and signed on. Uh, like, I signed my life away. And yeah. I said... Werewolf driver, werewolf pilot. This guy is in, he's a werewolf fully, and he is dressed in, like, the driver's suit with the hat and the Uh suit and everything. And then he flies a plane. You know this man has stories. And licenses. (laughs) He must have at least two licenses or else he's illegal. Which do you think is the better driver? A werewolf or amongst the monsters? Like, you could say werewolf or Frankenstein, but who would be the better driver? Oh, dude, definitely going to have to be a werewolf, bro. You think so? All the senses, yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, man. I didn't think about that part. I kind of thought it was weird for a werewolf to drive because dogs are like natural enemies with cars. (laughs) Because they chase them (laughs) around. Well, when they're on the outside of one. If they're on the inside of Oh, that's true. They love it. Yeah, Yeah. but they don't want to drive. They want to hang their head out the window. That's true. But they're always chasing them and getting hit by them. You know, it's like... (laughs) It just seems like they don't. The only thing weirder would be He's like a natural enemy. A werewolf mailman would be the only weirder thing. I feel like that's an old, like an unpublished Stephen King, or or maybe a Goosebumps. That's a Goosebumps. Oh, the werewolf funny. mailman. That's funny. And Frankenstein in this is really. I don't know what to make of this. No. Like I, I there's a, there's kind of a twist at the end of this that we haven't talked about yet, and we won't yet. Oh, oh we won't yet. Let's not ruin it till the end. Frankenstein in this shows up about halfway through the episode, Uh and he's just hanging with Dracula, just like the Wolfman, which is the same kind of in Spider-Woman that we covered. Right. But he's a robot. (laughs) He is a gray, large, what looks like a man, but I guess is like a homunculus. He looks like an action figure come to life because you can see where he's put together at the seams. Yeah. But instead of it being like body parts stitched together, yeah. you just see like a screw where his elbow it looks like is. A toy. Yeah. Yes. But otherwise, he looks basically like Frankenstein. He's dressed in, the, you know, he went to the same Goodwill that the werewolf also went to <laughs> where they're dressed in like a tattered shirt and vest. But he also, the way he's drawn, he's a little too put together for a Frankenstein. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Ooh. No, like he looks kind of too handsome to be a Frankenstein. He looks like an ex-football player mm-hmm. or like he kind of looks like an action figure of an ex-soldier who cuts his own hair, brought to life <laughs> and made gray. <laughs> Imagine all these things and put them together. That's this Frankenstein. But he is actually a robot that I have to assume that Dracula put together. Yeah. <laughs> which I don't want that to be the case. Dracula... I don't see him doing that. Uh-uh. I think he I think he is against technology. That's why I don't see him looking anybody up on Facebook or even watching TV. Someone pushed the jet on him. Right? Yeah. Someone sold yeah, the jet it's like, to I him. I don't know. <laughs> You'll sort of these things fly. <laughs> like, I am a bat. I can fly. Because <laughs> he literally falls to pieces when Dracula is defeated. Yeah. Like, he just, as a self-destruct sequence or whatever, he just, his arms blow off. Uh-huh. Like, uh, I guess there are action figures like that, right? Where you squeeze the legs and the arms fly off or yeah. something. I'm sure we've covered them before on this. I'm sure. Oh. I'm just sure yeah. of it. But Frankenstein, the robot, is xenophobic as hell. Mm-hmm. Because when Dracula brings Firestar, he's holding her like, you know, I'm bringing my wife into our first night of honeymoon. Yeah. Hood. I'm going across the threshold. Frankenstein shows up. He's going to hand her over like, hey, clean her up for me. Because we're getting married today. And Frankenstein says, Strangers in trouble. Strangers in trouble. She must be destroyed. Over and over throughout this, 
to bring in this interloper, Firestar, <laughs> this unconscious woman, who <laughs> he thinks is such a problem. He thinks she's such a problem that at one point later, he disobeys his master, Dracula, yes. mm-hmm. and is threatening to kill her by throwing her into a trap door that leads to a pit full of, of alligators, <laughs> which seems like more of a Florida way to die yeah. than a Transylvania way to die. <laughs> I say if he is a robot and he's doing this, it's yeah. time to deactivate. It's yeah. time to destroy. Pronto. Because, as we know, this is developing... Independent thought. Uh-huh. The second a robot even hints at that, it's over. Yep, self-destruct mode. Done. Yeah, yeah. well, I, you should destruct it yourself. Yeah. Okay. That's the self-destruct, <laughs> yes. And I also think he knew to feed her to the alligators. I just make up, one, crazy that Dracula finds it necessary to keep alligators in the castle at all. Yeah. Usually they're in a moat. They're not just hanging out in a, under the floorboards or whatever. Yeah, right. On dirt. Yeah, I just make up that Frankenstein, one of his jobs is to feed the alligators, and possibly he sleeps where the alligators are kept. Oh, yeah, okay. I would think so, because yeah. he's always downtrodden, and now he has that air about him, like, you don't listen to me enough yeah. because I'm the help. Yeah. And I think to run a trap-laden, magical, evil castle like Dracula lives in, you got to have a staff of at least 10 uh, yeah, at ease. Yeah. yeah, and they're probably all monsters. Right. <laughs> because it turns out that the butler— is the werewolf. Yeah. But we've never met a butler, so it's more like the werewolf turns out to be the butler at the end as a reveal. Yeah, it turns out like a game of Clue at the end, It's real. yeah, everything falls on your head at once and and knocked me out. It just knocked me right out. But yeah, I imagine like he has a mummy cook or something that fixes Egyptian meals and, Mm -hmm. I don't know, zombies that just like trim the hedges with their teeth. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. What are some other monsters? That, uh, like, a, a maid that turns into a cup or uh, that's a different cartoon, <laughs> but you know, I skipped that. over the the most obvious one, which is that he has a leather face that trims the hedges and does all the carpentry. Ooh, baby. There you go. There's a lot of nuts and bolts to this plot. <laughs> yeah, a lot, both yeah. on the superhero side and on Dracula's side, yeah. because Dracula has to it's just beneath him to have to go, like, he should have sent a, a representative, a lower vampire, to go collect the top five ladies he meets or whatever yeah. in America and brings yeah. them back, and then they have a whole bachelor thing. Yeah, <laughs> like, like rock stars do it. Well, yeah, like David Lee Roth would just be like, that one, that one, that one, that uh-huh. one, go get them. I'll come back, and my, as a vampire, uh-huh. <laughs> we'll pick my favorite. <laughs> him traveling in a jet, him being driven around in a car, even by a werewolf driver, it just takes away from the mystique. Yeah. Like, you don't want to know where the rock star goes to get their groceries. Woo! You don't want to know this shit. Uh-uh. But that, we're seeing how he gets his ladies. <laughs> he infiltrates dances in America that he happens across. <laughs> he must have been invited into it. But we see that, and so he's flying this lady across the ocean uh-huh. to take her back to Transylvania and to follow him, since there's no spider plane or anything, Iceman and Spider-Man, this is like the least glamorous side of being a superhero who can't fly, Right, is that they have to hitch a ride on a commercial plane that happens to be flying this direction. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see that side of my superheroes either, frankly. (laughs) I want it all to be taken care of behind the scenes. They they both almost die about 20 times. Yes, it's a very dangerous thing that they do. I mean, aside from... This is dangerous for a jet and a plane to be flying this close to each other that Spider-Man can jump one to the other. Right. That's got to be committing a number of air traffic violations. Mm-hmm. Let alone riding one for a, new, on a the number back, of hours. Just on the outside. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when they do catch up to the jet, I don't know how that happens, but it happens. 
Spider-Man jumps over to the jet where Dracula is inside. He's just revealed himself as Dracula and, you know, Firestar, she's under the hypnotizing. She's under, she's got a, you know what? We got a male doom gaze. Doom gaze. Doom gaze. The doom days of the doom gaze. <laughs> oh. Yep. We got a male doom gaze. Vampires yep. have the doom gaze, regardless of gender identification. Uh-huh. It's absolutely <laughs> across the board. It's strong. Like it's long distance yeah. because at one point he hypnotizes a man in a yeah. jet in another plane far miles away, I would assume, <laughs> into changing course. Uh-huh. <laughs> but he's got her under hypnosis. Spider-Man jumps onto the plane and looks through the window. I mean, this is like... This is not good superheroing because right. he has given himself away. He just looks through the window where she's sitting in the plane. He taps on it. Taps on it. <laughs> Those are, you shouldn't be able to hear that. I don't think you should, no. certainly shouldn't be able to hear him say, hey, Angel, Firestar, Angelica, hey, it's me, Spider-Man. Dracula immediately sticks his head in like the guy that puts his arm between him. you yeah, and your girl. Yeah. yeah, like, hey. But Dracula knows who Spider-Man is uh-huh. immediately. As a, it doesn't even have to be a superhero. If, if Dracula knows who you are, I think you made it. Oh, yeah. Like, he knows who Spider-Man and Iceman are, and he is not a man who watches the nightly news, like, to see what they're uh, up to. So, and he doesn't subscribe to, what does Peter Parker work for? The Daily Bugle. Like, he doesn't take the Bugle. So, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Dracula only feels things. You know, he he feels information. He senses. He's like, there is no superhero (laughs) in New York City. All right. Once they get to the castle, Firestar is still under his power. He finally finds out, hey, my bride-to-be is Firestar. Awesome. Totally mm. cool. Ah, 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 ah. ah. It's, it's so bodacious. This Dracula loves, loves finds things. He, so he loves funny, life. Huh? He yeah. loves life. <laughs> He's the fullest. <laughs> he instructs Frankenstein, who he calls Frankenstein, instructs him to lay Firestar in an open coffin because she needs to get used to the idea of, or, and the feeling of sleeping in a coffin. In cold earth. Okay. <laughs> This is where I take issue. Okay. Coffins are put in dirt. Correct. I don't think they're typically filled with dirt. (laughs) At least not if you build them right. So (laughs) the idea that vampires sleep in coffins that are above ground, Uh but full of dirt, just seems like a a complete misunderstanding of how vampires work on the writer's part. Unless we don't understand. Well, maybe not. Maybe maybe there's some... (laughs) Hey, guys, write us. Yeah, right. Call us us on on the... Days past Tunecast yeah, phone, phone yeah. about that because I didn't look it up. I wouldn't be surprised if there was something about soil being dropped in the coffin, but man. Just to keep them fresh. But know? nobody knows that shit. <laughs> like you would have to be like a major vampire researcher to know that. Right. So he lay, he has Frankenstein lay her in that. We are then explained to suddenly. Uh, out of nowhere. By Stan Lee. Welcome, true believers and newcomers alike. Spider-Man co-creator Stan Lee here. Welcome, true believers. Stan Lee here to bring you yet another scintillating tale of superhero daring do. Until next time, true believers, Excelsior! And I'm I'm betting this is the third season. I don't remember hearing him in the other two episodes of the show we've covered before. I think they brought him in third season because ratings were starting to fall. Okay. And they said, we need the star of Marvel entirety. Just mm-hmm. all of it. Stand the the star of it is Stan the Man Lee. Yep. Rest in peace. Mm. And so they bring him in pretty much halfway through the episode for the first time as a narrator. We have yeah. not had a narrator. Uh-uh. So it's, I thought there was another person in the room with them. I yeah. thought, like, Stan Lee is the fourth roommate of the castle Dracula. Yeah, you got to be careful with, with the, na- the you gotta narrator. You got to introduce it first. Like, do it first, and then you can do it again anytime you want. Yes. But they only bring him in to explain the stupidest thing. Why she wakes up. Yes. yes. Why she comes out of her trance is because he says, 
speaking of trouble, he never expected the cold, cold earth to snap Angelica right out of her trance. Man, they, we're they, back, baby. They are showing us their whole ass on that one, I would say. <laughs> That's when he finds out she's Firestar. That's when he celebrates, oh, yes, and then puts her right back, right back under hypnosis. Like She has brought, for someone who's so strong at hypnosis, to get her under it quickly uh-huh. and to hypnotize pilots from far away, she gets out of the hypnosis very easily. Yeah. Cold soil, known to cure hypnosis. And later, Spider-Man is just mentioning places that she knows and people that they know. Remember ESU. Eastern State University. Aunt May, Ms. Lyon. ESU. Aunt May, Ms. Lyon. He's limited to like four things that they have in common. Our dog, yep. my Aunt May, uh-huh. and the college where we go to school, and me and Iceman. Yeah, That's friends. all he mentions. Right. And that brings her out of it. Or at least makes her so torn between the two, Dracula's thrall and memories and emotions what a that she, it is. she passes out. Yeah. Because, <laughs> ladies. Mm. Women be shopping, baby. <laughs> Women be shopping. Spider-Man in the comics is a uh, a smart guy. Okay. He is a, he's good with chemistry. He's good with technology. Probably should have just made some bucks off of like being a Bill Gates type. Okay. Okay. Yep. So they kind of play on that because he, they're carrying Firestar around because She's been freed of Dracula's influence, but she's knocked out, and they think maybe she's still under the influence or whatever. They bring her into a room that turns out to be Dracula's lab. We've already expressed, I, I, I think you agreed. Yeah. We share the opinion that Dracula is not a scientist. No, he's okay. not. No. He should not have a lab. Uh-huh. I don't care what's going on. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it feels like if you have a big enough house you have, and you're alive long enough, you just try out all the hobbies that there are, uh-huh. and you end up with an unused lab. Yes. But this lab looks more like an more alchemist's a- yeah, medieval. Looks, <laughs> look more active. <laughs> well, it just looks like it's just flasks and wooden barrels That's all, and cobwebs. That's the whole entirety of the lab. So that Spider-Man, one, thinks he can cure her Dracula magic hypnosis through uh-huh. chemicals yep. is just uh, wishful thinking on his part. But this whole thing, I mean, we know who has labs. It's not Dracula, and I refer you to the lyrics of the Monster Mash. Yeah, okay. Okay, so the man singing is the narrator. He's speaking in first person. (laughs) Could be a lady, but it's a man who sings it, so. Okay, he was working in the lab. I was working in the lab late one night. Lab. Mm Mm-hmm. Late one night. Yes. He creates a monster who then dances. He did the Monster Mash. The Monster Mash. And then Dracula himself shows up later in the song and says, whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? His own dance. Clearly two separate characters. Okay. I'm assuming it's kind of a Dr. Von Frankenstein thing. Okay. So, Dracula, no labs, no science. He is afraid. He's a Luddite. He is afraid of science and these things. He says, I don't know. You'll, you'll, you'll take care. I don't know. It's yeah. like your parents. And they That's say, on my like, property. Yes. He says, don't even bring it on the castle. Uh-uh. Well, I just, I feel like it's when, if I tell my mom how to do something on her phone, it's like, a, how about, how about you just do it? Like handing it over to me like it's a hot coal. <laughs> just like, please don't even talk about it. Just make it happen. I don't want to know what kind of black magic you're, you're doing. Like, I'm just airdropping something. Pretty much. Oh man. Uh, that would blow her mind. <laughs> Then you can monster man. I can see Dracula at one point yeah. in, in I don't know, however many hundreds of years of being alive, like trying out each hobby uh-huh. and eventually landing on chemistry for a while. Like when I was a kid, I thought chemistry was cool because I thought superheroes, 
Usually chemicals turn him into heroes, blah, blah, blah. So I can see him at some point getting chemistry set. <laughs> at least a Bunsen burner. Yeah, a couple Bunsen burners just <laughs> yeah. along the way. Yeah. I'm just like, look what I did. You take a vinegar, you take a baking soda, like I make a volcano, I'm a god. Uh, phosphate. Uh, 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 phosphate. <laughs> I can see him doing that and just genetically not being good at it. Yeah. Like by nature, it's like you are a magical being. You are supernatural. You shouldn't even be in a lab. Uh-huh. You shouldn't be anywhere near the lab late at night or otherwise. No dancing, none of that. If there's a reason to have a lab in a, yeah. in Dracula's castle, mm-hmm. it is to do blood tests. Ooh. I think because yeah, sometimes maybe, especially in these, you, you know, might get a bad one. Since the mm-hmm. 80s, yeah. it's like you might want to check, maybe well, one, maybe he has a certain blood type and he needs to make sure he can true, only drink certain true. blood types, yeah, okay. which would be very limiting for him. And yeah. you, he has to like smell it like a cancer dog, you yeah. know, <laughs> then he wouldn't need the lab. Or it's like the thing, it's like, I just want to make sure you're clean. <laughs> you know, it's, it's no offense. <laughs> I can but tell you're not the virgin. I just, uh, yes, the way you'll dress, the way you'll smell. <laughs> in fact, I meet you in bar, local Transylvanian saloon. In the lab, late, late one night. night. <laughs> I knew you were doing that. I knew you were doing that. I was looking in the lab late one night. <laughs> Spider-Man saves the day with an implement from the lab, which is a bottle of ammonia, which looks like a bottle of wine. Oh, yeah. Ammonia, a.k.a. cat piss. That's what the cat piss smell. It's just a bottle of cat piss smell, yeah. which as Frankenstein is holding Firestar because they bust in, he's about to throw her to the alligators, you know, the other monsters. The mm-hmm. I guess those are the fifth roommates yeah. all as one. They <laughs> they count as one. He throws this wine bottle of ammonia, which is like, it almost seems like Dracula was keeping a bottle of cat piss for them to open on their honeymoon or right. something. That's just what monster, <laughs> hey, I'm crazy like that. He throws it and that wakes her up because it's like smelling salts. Yes. Weird thing to arrive at, I think. That's just, I've never heard of ammonia saving the day. I've no. heard of it knocking people out. Maybe saving a, a, a store from being on fire or something. Saving but, a store uh, from being dirty. Yeah. <laughs> Don't we use it as a cleaning <laughs> implement agent? Hi, I'm a cleaning agent. Ooh. Level five. I was working in the lab, lab late the other day. <laughs> okay. I was working in the lab recently. Working in the lab. <laughs> No Look, rhyme. well, he comes in, he's like, ah, yeah, I work in the labs as well, yes. And then it's all just like Frankenstein doctors. <laughs> and he shows up to the mad scientist convention like, I, I do this volcano for you. It's just a child's <laughs> science project. It's magnets. And he's just so bad at it. And they're like, well, don't tell him. He worked so hard on it. Like, don't break his heart. Yeah. <laughs> so as a result of... Dracula ultimately being defeated because once Firestar wakes up, she's not getting hypnotized again. She won't get fooled again. Ooh, not me. (laughs) She defeats Dracula because again, she is the she is the Superman. That's why they have to keep knocking her out and doing shit because she's too powerful. They shouldn't have made her so powerful. Yeah, she wakes up and defeats Dracula. Up on Dracula being defeated, a number, just a sequence of crazy reveals happen. One. Frankenstein, we know he's a robot because they've called him that, but I thought yes. they were just kind of dumb. and they A didn't. sexy robot. He's very, he is very built. Yeah, <laughs> he's very built. He's yeah. got a pretty good, pretty nice face. Yeah, not too bad. I give him like a seven on the face. Ooh, 7.5 over here, but. Well, you're more desperate. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for that Frankenstein meat. <laughs> Frankenstein, the robot, blows into pieces, just up on Dracula being yes. knocked out. Uh-huh. Okay. Werewolf suddenly turns into the butler. So Dracula somehow had turned the butler into the wolf man. Yes. Or the wolf thing. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they look down into the pit where the alligators were. Yeah. And they're all lizards, not alligators. The implication is that Dracula like hypnotized them into thinking they were alligators. Why? Why go to that trouble? You have 
a real Wolfman and a real Frankenstein. Uh-huh. You don't have to threaten them with <laughs> fake alligators. That seems great. Or they were were alligators that were also geckos, uh-huh. and they would turn into alligators, I guess. And I, he turned them into that. And then, look, they're in the lab. It's late at night. Yep. You know, who knows what he gets up to? <laughs> Things get crazy, man. <laughs> Who's going to get to it first is the game now. <laughs> the hijinks. <laughs> Every time. I was looking in the lab. And as the weirdest, least understandable turn, Dracula wakes up and he is turned back into John Hamm, the John Hamm version we met yeah. at the beginning uh-huh. that, you know, lured Firestar in and I, as all we would be. Yes. He turns into the human version of him. Uh-huh. But this is not how Dracula works. Okay, uh-huh. one, you're a vampire, especially if you're the head vampire, the only way out is death. It's over. Like yeah. that, some of them are looking to die and <laughs> no one like, can do it. It's like it's like being in the gang. Yes, yeah. yeah. You, the only way out is, is death. Is, is death. That's right. You're jumped into being Dracula. Yes. But also, he is Dracula, supposedly. He is the Dracula. That's yeah. not a title. That is a person, uh-huh. uh, historically. Vlad <laughs> yeah. Dracula. Yeah. So he just got over being Dracula uh-huh. and turns into a man with no memory of what's happened. And just a hot dude. I'm just a hot just dude. Just some now. hot dude. And yeah. for starters, Firestar should take him home and be like, hey, I'll raise you into being my baby boy. My baby boy who's also my husband. <laughs> How perfect for me. <laughs> it's the only role I haven't played yet this episode is mother. This is this is not a known condition that I'm aware of Uh-oh. where people aren't just. It's like the Frankenstein thing where it's like you become a Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. which they did in the Spider-Woman episode. <laughs> right, you right. don't just become a vampire. You become Dracula. You're like overtaken by Dracula-ism. Yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> turned me into a Dracula. And so I have no, for this and other reasons, uh-huh. I have no choice but to say this was not the real Dracula. No. This is some other vampire that, I don't know, went on a bender and is now faking it, by the way, which they totally buy. Like, he is not not a vampire just because you threw fireballs at him. Right. But he's pretending like, oh, what happened? It's like, I have blackout. I don't remember. What I do? Oh, you must have been under the the attack of a vampire Dracula. Yeah, you turned into Dracula there for a little bit. Yeah, a little Dracula flare up, you know? Like the like always happens. You're like, oh, it's crazy. It never happens again, though. Ah, ah, ah. I'll and be in the lab. Most of tonight. <laughs> late. I might be working late. I'll be late. I may be working late. <laughs> Honey, you'll know I work in lab. Late hours. <laughs> so I don't think it's the real Dracula. For that reason, yeah. for starters. <laughs> also, because the real Dracula would never have been defeated by college students. No. Superpowered or otherwise. No. Sorry. In college, I had a friend who had to go to the hospital because he drank too much water uh-huh. on a dare. It wasn't even hazing. It was a dare to prove that a friend of ours couldn't drink as much water as he's claiming he drinks. Mm. The fucking stupidest shit in the world. Uh-huh. Went to the hospital for H2 overdose. Yeah. That's college students. Yeah. Okay? They don't wake up for classes. They're not Van Helsing. <laughs> no, no. They're not Van Helsing. <laughs> okay? They're not going to defeat the real Dracula. On today's episode, oh, I should do spookies. Here we yes, go. Yes. On today's episode, <laughs> on today's episode, there was a moral. Yeah. Nestled deep in that black egg of a horror. In that lab. In yeah, the lab. in the lab. At some point, uh-huh. there was a moral. Right. <laughs> Sometime between, I'm going to say sometime after midnight. Okay. And sometime before sunrise. <laughs> okay. There was a moral in this episode. Yep. Hidden deep under the layers of horror 
there was a moral. We're going to get to the bottom uh-huh. of it. Maybe there's more than one. I don't know. Yeah. Because this is a subjective <laughs> thing. We got to find the morals in these cartoons because even on Halloween, you got to stay moral. Right. Especially when there's demons about. You're, you're right, man. You got to stay Ghosts moral. Ghosts and goblins. So Days Travis, Pass has always been a huge, you know. We founded this this podcast on the idea of morality. Uh-huh. We just branched <laughs> off into cartoon comedy this eventually. platform morality. Yes. Yep. Travis, on today's episode, what moral were you exposed to? Well, I was exposed, man. I was really exposed to this one moral. Ladies, you're you're worth more than just a damsel in distress. You don't have to be that. Thank you. You don't. You do not have to be that. You can be the leading hero that doesn't get hypnotized, you know, just gets in trouble and and, and kidnapped and all this. You can be the leading role, the leading star player that, I don't know, maybe maybe runs and... uh, Runs microwaves, right? Is that the <laughs> <laughs> runs them? I'm runs in charge them. of microwaves here. <laughs> I program. You know who's in charge of microwaves? Me. Okay, I'm it's still on my badge. I sell them at Best Buy. Yeah, <laughs> Circuit City, if you will. I all I gotta say to that is yes, Queen. That's 100 yeah. percent for sure. You, yeah, you can be more than that, and that's that's the moral that I, I took from this. I'm 100 percent supporter mm-hmm. of that for sure. Uh, will, what was your moral that you took away my from moral. this? Yes, I feel like there are a lot of treats in. The plastic pumpkin okay. here. and but, but it's one of those people that says, just take one. Oh. And it's hard to. There's don't dance with strangers. Seems like something you wouldn't do. Unless they're, I don't know, if they're John Hamm good looking mm-hmm. and charming and they're in a tux. Yeah. You just assume they know what they're doing. You should probably give them a chance. But don't do it. <laughs> don't get... Don't get fooled. Right. Might be a vampire or don't, worse. Don't walk off with them. Don't walk well, off. Well, certainly don't go into a jet with no. a person you met that night. Regardless, <laughs> the first time meeting a person, 24 hours, no jets. Mm-hmm. No no international travel for 24 hours after meeting somebody. <laughs> if you love someone, set them free. Okay. Let them make their own decisions. Because in this case, you got Spider-Man and Iceman arguing over who's going to dance with Firestar. No one asked Firestar, who do you want to dance with? The answer mm-hmm. was John Hamm, vampire. But then also he didn't let her choose, hey, I'm a vampire. Do you want to be with me or not? Preach. Tell them you're a vampire. Tell them, hey, who do you want to dance with? <laughs> Full disclosure. But the moral that that just latched onto my throat and pulled my jugular out in a, in a very moral fashion. Yes. If you are interested in someone romantically, if you want to get involved with this person, whether it's to date them or especially if you want to make them your eternal vampire consort. Uh-huh. Like, that's that's a big commitment right there. <laughs> Slash honey bunny. <laughs> eternal honey bunny. Yeah. <laughs> before you take that plunge, before you even hypnotize them, get to know them. Do the research. I don't mean get to know them, like, on a personal level, because you got to do that from far away yeah. so that you don't risk anything. <laughs> Look them up. Use technology. It's there. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't stay in the past, okay? Mm. I don't care if you're in rural Transylvania. Go get an internet connection. Go to a Starbucks. There's going to be one nearby. And you Facebook stalk them. Oh, easy. look, there's so many options these days to stalk people. Oh, yeah. You got Facebook. Oh, you yeah. can just do a simple internet search. You're going to find something. Oh, yeah. You can probably pace a hacker to go find out more information. But before you start to dig in with that person and really get serious or even talk to them, uh-huh. do that research. Find out, hey, are you a celebrity? Oops, I selected a celebrity. Uh-huh. Well, do I want to get into that life or not? You hear these stories about people like, I didn't even know he was Brad Pitt. And yeah. so, like, how do you not know? You know that. <laughs> you know all the stories. You know this shit. Find out, hey, are they related to a celebrity? Am I entering mm. a famous family? Hey, are you or any of your friends superheroes or superpowered beings? Because that's that's important to know. Yeah. That's important to know. <laughs> that's going to make this complicated. You got to vet them yeah. hard. Mm-hmm. Whoever or whatever you're interested in, get to know them, who they really are, before you commit. You may just save yourself 
and them. A whole world of heartbreak. Thank you, ghouls, goblins, ghosties, uh, Draculas. Vamps. Vamps, werewolf men, <laughs> Leatherfaces, Jasons. Sexy Frankens. Thank all of you mm-hmm. for joining us here in the hell week of Halloween. Yes. If you like what you hear, head on over to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, and write a review. It keeps our vampiric natures subdued. Listen, if you're in a lab during the day or, or hell at night, you know. How late? Yeah, uh, pretty late, you know. Keeps late hours. Yeah, okay. <laughs> real late hours. Uh, just check out our Twitter and Instagram at DP Tooncast. And finally, don't be afraid if you happen to go on YouTube, if you happen across this music video, it is in fact related to Marvel Comics, just like this episode. It is our music video, a mashup of the X-Men 1992 animated series theme with Sir Mix-a-Lot's Baby Got got Back called X-Men Attack. Go find it on YouTube by searching this podcast's name or just following the link in the show notes. When next you hear us, it will be November. We're going to seal off the horrors of Spider-Men and Fire Women and Ice Men, if you can believe it. But we're not leaving horror behind completely. What's one of the most popular horror tropes there is? Post-apocalypse? Yeah, the world's ended. It's the future and it sucks. It fucking sucks, man. The world is no good. We're returning to Thundar the Barbarian for an episode that features a disembodied brain. I, we might as well still be, it might as well still be Halloween here yeah, right. on the Days Past Tooncast. Man, I can't wait uh, for neither. that. Me neither. Until then, tutor my most excellent and horrific tutor. <laughs> tutor my tutor. <laughs> hey, that's Spider-Man going down the street. Here comes Spider-Man, boys and girls. Everybody clear out. <laughs> Make room for a Spider-Man. <laughs> Crooning the greatest guitar rock solo. Spider-Man was meant to croon, though, if ever. Uh, yeah, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. <laughs> I was looking in the light.